most competitive guy. I mean, I would throw in Michael Jordan, Isaiah Thomas, oh, yeah. Kobe Bryant. It's basketball. It can't be, you know, you, you can't overthink it. Welcome back. King and Foster on NRM Streamcast here uh, at uh, doing pretty well here in Farmington, trying to get through this COVID and I think we're doing a pretty good job of it. Tom Azaway in our studios, Terry Foster on location at home, and Jimmy King in Plano, Texas at his family's house. We call it the Kingdom. And, guys, we left off talking about uh, the last dance, and we seem to talk a lot about it. It's got great, great conversation, but we did leave it with uh, Michael Jordan's gambling and the death of his father, and we all saw how tired he was. Uh, at the end of that that championship year, and and him taking time off, Terry, you take it from there. Um, well, first of all, let me just say I don't think. Well, there's two two issues. Was he suspended because of gambling, and was his dad murdered because of his gambling? Right. I just don't think either one of those true. Because when you look, who murdered his father it was a 17 and an 18 year old. Right. And yes, they could have been influenced by adults or things, but I just think he was in the wrong spot at the wrong time and, uh, you know, ran into the wrong people. So, um, you know, I could be a complete fool on all this, but I just think his gambling, because he made so much money that his gambling was minuscule in comparison. And when you look at the NBA, I'm sure Jim didn't know. Man, these dudes, are, they're hustling and gambling all the time. And and for stupid money, too, probably for twenty bucks, and then sometimes for a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand, uh, Jerry Stackhouse busted up. Uh, was a Christian Leitner for I think their bet was like one hundred and fifty dollars. That's nothing, but it shows their competitiveness gets in the way. They get pissed off. They feel they're cheated and everything. And I think what we have in the NBA is a bunch of dudes that are very very competitive want to win at all costs, whether the pot is 100 bucks, 20 bucks, or a million dollars. Look at look at Jimmy smiling. Go ahead, Jim. <laughs> well, yeah, that's 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 the everyday life of an NBA player. <laughs> you you play the game, after the game you get on the bus. If you got time between the bus and the charter, you might, you know, have a little game in the back, a little card game or a dice game in the back of the bus. And, um, you know, uh, while while they're loading up the plane, you know, you're the last to get off the bus. And um, then when you get on the plane, you go all the way to the back where all the gamblers are and somebody's playing cards or shooting dice or, you know, whatever. It's that's 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 every day. That's that's what it is. And it's. You know, it's amongst it's amongst uh, teammates. You know, that's what we would do if we were at home anyway. <laughs> what was your What was so your favorite game? How about you, Jimmy? What was your What was your favorite gambling exercise activity? I mean, um, uh, Tonk. What the hell is that? Oh, yeah. oh, that's a black game. Nobody white people don't know about Tonk. What's Tonk? You know, tonk is like <laughs> Tonk is like gin, uh, gin rummy. <laughs> yeah, but why is it Tonk? <laughs> I don't know why. That's, that's what we call it in the neighborhood. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But it's, uh, it's like Jim Rummy. Okay, if you say so. But you only get five cards. Right, right. It's just yeah, but it's the concept is is like Jim Rummy. So you don't say gin, you say tonk. 
I don't think you say anything. You just drop. You just drop. It's called right. drop. You just drop. When you guys are back you in studio, when you guys uh-huh. are back in studio, I want to play a game of Tonk. I want to learn it. All right, bring the card, Jimmy. All yeah, right, hey, I got another game, too, that most people don't play. Bid Wiss. Right. Well, Bid Wiss is white people's um, – what do you guys play? You play Euchre. Euchre. We love Euchre. Yeah. It's, it's black people's Euchre. It's sort of similar, but not really. But we play Bid Wiss, and you guys, if you're considering yourself white, uh, Maz, you guys play uh, – Euchre. Do you know I'm not white, but I love euchre. I I know that, but I said, if you consider, <laughs> why do we have to be a black and a white thing? Why can't we just play them both? <laughs> All right. Why can't we just play the game? Hey, it, it's brother. not like you walk into the gym and I'm like, yo, I'm playing, I'm playing black basketball today. <laughs> then I, then tomorrow I come in, I'm playing white boy ball today. Okay. Let me ask you this, guys. When I put out the show later on tonight and I have to put the description down, I'm going to write Jimmy and Terry discuss what? What am I going to say? Black card games? How do I put it down without getting in trouble? <laughs> no, that's accurate. <laughs> black card games. Okay, black card games. Oh, no, no. Don't call it black. Just say cultural. Cultural, Cultural no, no, that, no, that don't sound right. I, I like I like black card games better. You like black better? <laughs> you, you're, hey, you're gonna say black ass chart card games. You should be okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you got it. Hey, Go I want to uh, want to give a shout out to one of my boys. I don't know if you knew him well, but uh, John Tierlink died. Oh yeah, he was terrific. Yeah, defensive line coach for the Detroit Lions. I love this guy. Here's why: because every time you bring in a defensive coach for the Detroit Lions. They come in and say, we're going to be aggressive. We're going to go after the quarterback. We're going to do this. And then once they see their players, they back off and say, okay, we're going to play more passive defense. (laughs) Cheerlink was like, fuck it. We're going after the quarterback. And when we sack him, we're going to put a picture of him on your uh, nameplate over uh, over your thing. He was a motherfucker, and I love this guy. Let me tell you, um, uh, Cheerlink, this is a story. We were in Oakland. Lions playing – no, we were in Oakland, but they were playing the 49ers. And so I ran to Tierlink in the um, in the lobby. He says, why don't we have a drink before going to dinner? So I'm like, cool. So we meet at the uh, lobby bar at the uh, Oakland Marriott because we stand in downtown Oakland. I had – this was a heavy drinking day for me. I had four beers. Tierlink had 20 beers. Wow. And he was ordering like four at a time, man, just knocking wow. them down. Too. He used to do that all the time. And he would talk about when he's going to have a, you know, have a beer or some beer, he's going to have at least 12 to 14 beers. Sounds like my wife. <laughs> Don't let her hear that. <laughs> oh, no, she knows. She drinks okay. for the two of us. She can't drink 20 beers, though. I don't know about that. And you have that little red nose? No, no, she don't. She, she don't have a red nose. But she's she she, she's a quality drinker, though. I'll put her up against uh, lots of people. I will tell her that. Right. I'm proud of her. I, I'm proud of her, too. <laughs> I don't drink anything, as you know. So she's got to make up for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jimmy, you have a little Shirley Temple now and, t- now and then, don't you? 
Oh yeah, I love beer. I love beer. So drinking twenty brews sound good to me. I could give him <laughs> a wrong for it. All right, but baby, huh? here, here's the deal. He'd have his twenty beers, go out to dinner, and have a couple more cocktails, and and walk <laughs> like nothing happened. Like, hey, what's up? I mean, wow. I'd be like this, like, whoa, what the? He was you know, a man's man. People loved him. These players absolutely loved him. They called him like Mr. Miyagi of pass rush. They loved him. Three-time yeah. Super Bowl champion in Denver, too. He did. He's a phenomenal coach and that winds up with the Colts. You know, Robert, uh, Jim Ursay, you know, wrote a, a great eulogy on Twitter about him, and they loved John Tierlink. So rest in peace, big JT. Yeah, he was a great, he was a great guy, man. And, and, you know, I'm always dogging the Lions. I couldn't uh... – couldn't dog JT though, man. He was he was the man. He knew to get the hell out of there. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, says that. Uh, yeah, it says that John John Randall called him Mr. Miyagi. Yep. They He's loved him. Uh, orthodox, a different breed, rough around the edges. He tells you things that are funny, but they register if you just listen. That's why he's the guru. Good stuff, man. And, you know, we'll, we'll definitely miss him. 69, way too young. Way too young. Yeah. yeah that's... Maybe if he only had uh, 10 beers, maybe he'd still be alive. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> still my guy, though. I agree, Terry. R.I.P. R.I.P. All right. Go ahead. Take, take, us to our next, um, take us to our next bit of business. Take us to our next one. Uh, uh, James, as you know, we're going through the COVID-19 the, or the coronavirus and stuff. Um, Dr. Fauci spoke today, uh, you know, before Congress and everything. And there's people who think that he's a fraud. I think Dr. Fauci should be our president right now because when I hear him, he makes sense. I believe in him. And whatever he says that we should do, I think that's the right path to do but that, there's a lot of people want to open up the uh country maybe too soon they, they say this guy's a quack that he's um part of a group that's trying to ruin america but i listen to him i think he's a smart guy i think he knows more about this than anybody and so we have to figure out when do we open up this country and jim you sound like a guy that's ready to open it up right now If, if the, I, I'm going with the consensus, what I've been saying since day one, if we come together or have a, a, a compilation of information that states that the cases are declining, yes. If the information shows otherwise, then no, extend it. It's that simple. We don't have a plan that shows what it looks like or what's what it's going to look like so therefore i understand that until we have that information or people are comfortable moving around to sit tight that's what i said the original plan was june 1st from jump i think it would have i think uh the powers that be understood that if they came out and said that we were going to be sitting still for three months it, it would have been an issue. So they gave us two weeks at a time. So um, I think we're still on the right time frame. Um, 
I think right now he's just fielding questions about, you know, people who uh, think it's a hoax and don't really believe what's what's going on. If you if you walked out of your house and your favorite restaurant was open now, would you go in there and eat or would you say, ah, no, not ready, not ready for this? Would you go in there and sit down and eat? I would go and eat. I actually, well, for Mother's Day, um, I uh, picked up breakfast for my mother uh, and father for Mother's Day. And I didn't expect the restaurant to be open. So when I came to pick up my food, it was open and it was half full. Uh, and people were moving around like it was, you know, like it was two months ago. So no masks, um, you know, it gave me a lot of gave me a lot of confidence. No, I mean, people are like prior to them opening up, you know, they went by the rules. Six feet uh, distance, curbside service, mask and gloves, everything. But when uh, but since we're open here in Texas a little bit more, um, people are out. They're moving around. They're not, you know, they're not uh, uh, as confined as 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 uh, people in Michigan. Here's what I don't understand. How do you have a bar restaurant in a six foot, uh, you know, space? Because the bar stool, are you going to have a bar stool every six feet? And, you know, and the other thing is when you go to the bar, a lot of people stand around it and, and stuff like that. Is that possible to do? Mr. Bar. Well, <clears throat> you know, you know what he's going to say. The six feet, the six <laughs> feet distancing is a optical social thing because, you know, if you sneeze, it travels further than six feet. So if, if someone has the virus and they sneeze, it's not going to really uh, stop anything. So um, the six feet distancing is, I guess, in my opinion, is more of a optical reminder of everybody to keep distance and to um, to be aware uh, that it's a highly contagious virus going around. Um, but you know, they're not going to be able to, to continue doing it. I, I I don't know how you're going to have or ask people to come to restaurants and sit at every other table or, um, you know, come to a, a basketball game or a football game or a baseball game and sit in every other seat. I just don't know how that's going to play out and work. Well, speaking of baseball, brother, uh, we may have baseball, and I'm talking about Major League Baseball, not Korean baseball, but we may have baseball July 1st or July 4th or whatever, and um, they're talking about an 82-game season because I thought they were talking about 100 games, which would have been down Maz's uh, wheelhouse, but now an 82-game season and 14-team playoffs, expanding the playoffs and stuff like that. Uh, I would like to see that. I don't care if it's expanded, and just like the NBA, uh, let me let me let me wrap about the NBA for a hot second. Forget about the rest of the regular season. To me, in my mind, suspend the standings, make your 
16 or team playoff, whatever you want to do, let's just roll with them. Pistons, you're done. Golden State, you're done. Don't want to see you again. Come back next year. But I would like to see the NBA come back in July, mid-July, whatever. Just play the playoffs, and let's uh, pass out the Larry O'Brown trophy. Did you you just make up a guy? Did you just make up a commissioner, Larry O'Brown? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Do you know? Do you know what the uh, the trophy is called? Yeah, the Larry. Larry, what? They call it the Larry. It's the Larry O'Brien. No. That's what I just said. I know, but you said Larry O'Brown. You you, you stumbled. We just no, wanted to la- we just wanted to make fun of you. I said That's all. Brian, that was my accent coming. Oh, through. that was your Irish accent. I, our bad. That's hey, it. listen. I got the better way to do this before Jimmy talks. You make eight teams in a playoff. Best four in the West, best four in the East. You play best of five series or best of at the end. Just best of five. That's the most you play. And you play it and you call it the David Stern Memorial Tournament. That's it. You put a star next to whoever wins the championship and you go home. That's how you play it. You don't well, need 16 don't teams. About, all right, you can do that, but why go best of five? If you're going to play, just play it all out. I hate best of five series, man. I love best of five. Tigers got screwed uh, by the Minnesota Twins uh, in the 80s on the best of five. Just play best of seven. That's what it's set up. They used to play best of nine in baseball, but let's just go best of seven Uh, and make it a full playoff. You got time, so you may as well do it. If you say so. Why are you in a rush? Because I think it's too many teams. The seven to eight teams, they don't win. Eliminate them. The six is hardly yeah, you win. Still, you still get entertainment value. You Just still play. get Denver and the Dikembe Mutombo. Uh, you know, you still get, uh, for, for instance, the bad boy Pistons, they almost didn't happen. You know why? First round series against the Washington, I think it was the Bullets at the time. Yeah. It was 2-2. If they had lost that game, they were going to break up the bad boys. Whew. Thank God. That's how close that game, brother. All right. Best of five is not for Terry. Go ahead, Jimmy. See, mm-hmm. <clears throat> what, what, what y'all are forgetting is that it's not about the tournament. It's about the money. So oh, yeah, the money. Longer, the, yeah, but see, it ain't about, you know, so – it's not about the diehard fan. It's about the average fans and the fans that they're trying to entice. So what's the most profitable or the best time that you want to market is during your playoff times because that's when you market your stars. That's where you got your best teams. That's where the, 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 the highest competition is. So if that's where your biggest bang for the buck is going to be, you won most of those games. Right. So play it out. That's, that's, why, that's, why, that's why it's tough to come to a compromise. You know they're 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 like we gotta maximize this. How much? <laughs> Forget yeah. breaking it down. It's to, too much. You know, it's that too makes much. Sense. Everything y'all said makes How sense, it? right? Man. Break it down. Man. Go ahead, Terry. Go ahead. It, it makes sense. Go ahead, Terry. Okay, Matt. How how is it too much? You are eliminating teams. Yes. Jimmy just convinced me. But maybe you should go best of eleven. I don't give a damn. <laughs> Listen, but you got the regular season is a waste. Yes, I mean, we know that. You play all these games. If you want to shorten that, fine. But the playoffs, 
you play that out as much as you can because Jimmy's right. You get to uh, market LeBron. You get to market Kawhi. Kawhi. You get get to market all these players, and every game means something. I understand that, but these play these you're barely getting these players to all want to play. So I'm saying, if you minimize the teams, you have a better chance of making a tournament. That's what I'm saying. The more crap you throw in, you think I need to see the Hawks? I don't need to see the Hawks. I know what the Hawks and the Jazz are going to do. I don't need to see them. Just give me the best six, the best eight teams, the best eight teams, four and four, and play. But who are the Hawks playing in the first round? They're playing Milwaukee. So you get to at least see Milwaukee play for an extra series, and that's entertainment. I understand that. But not all the players are going to play. That's what I'm telling you. Why not? Because their agents are going to say, I'm not letting my guy play. That's that's you speculating. No, I'm telling you what's happening. Jimmy, back me up on this. Are all the players going to play? I believe they'll play because they want to play. Now, as far as an agent advising them to play, then they should fire him (laughs) because he will be out the league and without a job. They are paid to play. The players want to play, and they will play if 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 uh, if those doors open. Whether they want to or not, they're going to play. So um, I think that when when it, that decision is handed down for them to open up those doors, whether the players want to come in or not, they'll be there. Okay, listen, Shaquille O'Neal and George Carl outspoken saying, just end this thing. Nobody wants to play. Don't you think – Players are talking to those guys? Okay, first of all, George Carl just talks shit. I mean, he'll just say any damn thing. So I don't put much stock in him. Uh, Shaq, I respect him a little bit more, but I disagree with him. Play the playoffs, let it roll. And, and here's the important thing. Here's the thing. Let's take Michael Jordan, Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars, anybody else. Do you think they play to win – best record in the regular season or do they play to to win a championship we the know only way do. you can win a championship is during the playoffs and your better players they're going to show up for that and play well for that okay i'm just telling you the nba is going to go and put too much crap in there they're going to make us play the regular season I, i'm telling you right now that's how greedy they're going to make it and i'm not going to like it i won't like it either guess well, what i'm with you on that one Don't play play to November. I don't want games in November. I want this to be a month. Just give me a month of great basketball. That's what I want. It will be over. We're only going to miss what? It started, what, March? Mid-March? Yeah. So you you only have six weeks left. So you just push six weeks back. So we could make it until, what is this, June, July, August. It will go until August. That's fine. September, you'll be done. I'm okay with that. And then you have to start yeah. over again for the next season. Don't forget that. Well, yeah, instead of having a preseason, just eliminate the preseason and start the regular season in November. I know, but the preseason is minimal in the NBA. It's minimal. It's not like the yeah, NFL. Right. They still, play a month. Right, that's the point. No, they, 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 they still get a lot of rest, and they don't go through the – Training camp and 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 uh, preseason that they don't want to go through anyway. Yeah. All right. You don't need hey. The preseason game. Some and some of those games are in 
Poughkeepsie and Topeka, Kansas, and Butte, Montana. Who gives a damn? Get rid of all those games. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah, but they're for the they're for the little guys trying to make the team. We still want to see the the little fellas make the team too. Yes, we do. The guys are but scratching not make and we want to see them get a shot. Brother, let me ask you, Jimmy, what was your best preseason oh, role <laughs> to a non-NBA city? You said what? I didn't hear you. What was your best preseason road trip <laughs> to a non-NBA season during the preseason? A non-NBA uh, city he wants. Uh, ah, South Bend. <laughs> there you go. Back yeah, home. South Bend and was the best. I was with the Pacers. We, we played the Bulls. We played the Bulls at at uh, on Notre Dame's campus in South Bend. That's sweet. And the Joyce Center. Southeast Side Pride. Southeast Side Pride. Am I right? Is SBI. it the Joyce Center? The Joyce Center yep. is correct. The Joyce Center. <laughs> Our best one is one game. We went to Vegas for a preseason game. That's nice. Hey fellas, Southern I hear the music. SBI. You know what that means? It's time to say goodbye, say boys. It. You're done, man. I'm sorry. You went quick. That's it's okay. good stuff. All right, brother. My guys. We'll talk to you guys later in the week. Stay healthy, guys. Terry Foster, Jimmy King, Tom Azaway in our studios. Thanks to Angel and David. I think DMAC has got a really special show coming up right now. So make sure you keep it right here on NRM Streamcast 25 on 19. I think he's in Florida still. Big shot. It's Maz. See you guys. NRM Streamcast. Thank you.